stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's a former U.S. representative. He was the House Intelligence Chairman. He's now running for U.S. Senate out of the great state of Michigan. It's Mike Rogers. Mike, how are you? Good to see you. Joe Pags, I am doing fantastic. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving with your family. Oh, my, my, listen, I got to tell you something. I'm still sleepy. I'll be honest with you. It, it's just, it's the biggest, bestest meal of the entire year. Good news, Mike, is President Biden just said it's the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving on record, which is a bold lie. It just, it wasn't. That but is- I think, I think it's the fourth cheapest since he's, what, uh, was since he was the vice president? I don't know. Is the economy better and I didn't see it? No, you you saw exactly what we all saw and what families are seeing. You know, there's an interesting poll I saw where he's even losing losing under 35-year-olds, Joe Biden, because he keeps telling them everything's great and everything's getting better. And you just trust me. And it's not. If you go to the grocery store and put groceries onto that conveyor belt, you know that it is a lot more expensive. What they're basically saying, it's not as, as expensive as it was uh, uh, last year, or let me rephrase that: it's still as expensive as it was last year, but it didn't grow more expensive fast. Right, this that's year. the game. That's, that's really the game. game, and so yeah, yeah. that's really outrageous. And well, here's the thing: you can lie to a lot of people, Mr. Biden, but you can't rely to a mom with kids who is putting groceries on the conveyor belt. She's going to know right away. The real numbers are real wages are down 3%. The cost for every American is up 17% since he took office. And, and you're right. What they're doing is they're saying, well, you know, gas was 750 a gallon in LA last year or a year and a half ago, but we've lowered it to 550 a gallon. And the way we should all celebrate when, when, you know, when Trump was in office, it was under $2 a gallon in many places. And the costs, I mean, the, the wages, the new jobs that are coming in, they're all low paying jobs. They're all second or third jobs for people. They're part time jobs. The economy stinks, but he stands there in this fog as if it's getting better. As a U.S. senator, can you change anything as an individual senator out of, a, out of 100 to affect positively the economy? I think you can because you, you have to understand the importance of building a coalition around getting costs under control. Listen, the size and scope of government can no longer continue the way it is. It's dangerous. The interest rates after this next go round for uh, paying for our debt, the interest payment will soon exceed the Department of Defense, just the interest payment. That's not sustainable. The only people cheering about that are the Chinese because we have to borrow so much money from them to pay that interest. Right. I mean, and so I do think that they're starting to build a coalition. What you need to do is put the right people who are committed and understand how to do it. Very few people did this. Matter of fact, when they tell you it can't be done, I don't think you and I talked about this, but when I was chairman at the height of the Iraq and Afghanistan conflict, my budget was $78 billion for the 17 intelligence agencies. And back then, if you said the word terrorism, somebody showed up with a truckload and dropped a whole bunch of cash in your in your lawn and said, go get them. And so when I looked at all of this, I thought, you know, we can we can cut this significantly and we don't cut muscle and we don't cut bone and we don't jeopardize operations uh, to protect Americans. We cut seven and a half billion dollars while I was chairman. Uh, and I put the right coalition together to do it. Uh, we didn't run around and do press conferences because we didn't, you know, people would, uh, were using the thing that you couldn't cut anything, defense or intelligence ever for any reason, you know, the, right. you know, the, end, the sky would fall. There is a way to do this. Uh, matter of fact, the fastest, one of the fastest growing lines in the Pentagon was civilian hires 
you got to stop that. Matter of fact, if you talk to general officers, they want a lot less civilians strolling the halls of the Pentagon. Not all that helpful. Uh, some are, but most are not. And yeah. so there are real concrete ways that we can start uh, to save real money and change the direction of how we're spending money uh, in the United States Congress. And we have to do it because that leads directly to the cost of your goods and services right at home. And so that's why one of those big reasons we have to do it. And we shouldn't tolerate anyone said it can't be done. It can be done. It's hard. And you have to not run to, you know, the, the TV stations every five minutes. You actually have to sit in a room and hash it out. Uh, I have done it. I am going to do it again when I get to the United States Senate because I'm worried about the future of this country. He's an Army veteran. He's also a former FBI field agent. He's the uh, the former uh, Intelligence Committee chair. It's Mike Rogers. He's running for U.S. Senate out of the great state of, uh, of Michigan. RogersForSenate.com. And it's R-O-G-E-R-S, the word for, F-O-R, Senate.com. Go there and support his candidacy. Um, I believe that you were uh, in the House of Representatives when 9-11 happened, right? I was. Okay. I was, so I was a television news anchor in Lansing. Not, uh, you, you covered a lot of the area that I covered as a television news anchor, and you and I became friends, and we did you know speeches together and stuff. Um, I wanted to bring up the Patriot Act because we were all for it. Yeah, hell yeah, Patriot Act. Um, and also the FISA court and the FISA system, that was, that was actually under Jimmy Carter. But I wanted to bring that up for a simple reason. You and I, I'm sure, talked about this when I was at WLAJ in Lansing. I'm sure you and I talked about how it's going to sunset. The Patriot Act is going to restrict some rights, and it sucks because we don't like doing that, but we have to do it because we're under attack. And that really was the, the, the meaning of the whole thing. Every time there's been a chance for it to sunset, it doesn't, and it continues to, to go on. And now we're seeing it used to surveil people at church. We're seeing it used to put four S's on somebody's plane ticket if maybe they're not politically aligned with the current administration. Mike, has it been overused, and is it time to get rid of the Patriot Act or at least adjust it? I think you have to reform it. So there are certain things in there you, that intelligence services need. We need to make sure that you can go after foreigners. This is key. Foreigners who are operating inside the United States. Really key. Not U.S. citizens. And so they keep stretching it. And, you know, you have to put some boundaries back on it. There was an interesting problem when, when this all got started is that because a server, think of this, was in the United States, even if communications were happening from from Saudi Arabia to Afghanistan, and it happened to bounce through a New York server before it did that, yeah. uh, law enforcement was not able to go after those communications. Think of that. That's wrong, and so you got to fix that part. But what you can't have... I always thought, well, I want to stop you for a second, because that's something I didn't know. I always thought it was end-to-end. If it was foreign-to-foreign, you could do it. Even if it were foreign-to-domestic, you had to at least block out the domestic person's name and and identity, because they're covered under the Constitution. It it didn't work that way? If there was a a New York or or a stateside server, you couldn't listen? You couldn't surveil, really? It hit that server in the United States, all but, you know, they had to turn it off. And so... Well, yeah, it was really kind of a crazy thing, and I don't think any- so that's how they were getting around. I'm guessing Absolutely. they probably figured well, that out. They didn't really know it at the time. Even the bad guys didn't know it, but they had these protections built into the system, and we were thinking, no, no, I, I want to go after Osama bin Laden in Afghanistan, talking yes. to somebody in where fill in the blank Iraq or Saudi Arabia, fill in the blank. We want we want to get that information because we've put a file together and, and know who they are. Blah blah blah. Right now, they have seemed to have. Uh, misused it and not once or twice but a bunch and so my argument is you cannot uh, continue to do it that way so it needs to be absolutely reformed there needs to be protections uh, built for U.S. citizens around this in a way that we haven't seen before and I have to tell you Joe I'm very disappointed 
in my former colleagues at how loose they've been with the interpretation of it. And we're just going to have to rebuild it, making sure you can get those terrorist conversations, but you can't get U.S. personnel conversations unless you have a warrant and a specific cause for that warrant. Mike, is there a field agent issue in the FBI? Is there a a man-on-the-street issue in the DOJ? Or is it all leadership? Like Steve Friend is a whistleblower. He said he was tracking down pedophiles and keeping kids safe from sex offenders. He was taken off of that and literally told to take down license plate numbers at school board meetings. And then you've got people like Kyle Serafin who says he went through the same sort of thing. Is there a field agent problem? Because the agents that I know are really good people, but they're they're representing this, you know, these three letters that seem to be out of control. Yeah. And so when you take someone off a case that uh, like that, as you described, uh, you know, they shouldn't be at school board meetings. We have a fentanyl problem in America. Yes. A hundred thousand people killed three thousand people in my home state of Michigan. Matter of fact, we have a border problem where cartels, this is organized crime, which is what the FBI is good at. That's what I worked. Uh, organized crime cases where they're bringing human beings, drugs, guns, uh, and gang members across into the United States to commit organized criminal activity, including in my home state of Michigan, where they believe it's a Chilean gang, came across the southern border to do these very high-end, very professional criminal uh, attempts at home invasions, home burglaries, high-end home invasions and high burglaries. So it's happening. The border is now causing crime in the United States. There shouldn't be one agent at one school board meeting. I don't understand why they're there. Right. I don't understand why they're interested in what religion and faith you are if you're a Catholic because you happen to be pro-life. All of these things are dangerous for democracy. That's not an agent. That agent doesn't get to make that choice. If he's, uh, he or she is told you're going to show up here and do this work, you can put up a guff, but you're going to go or dismiss. That's a leadership problem at the FBI. We it is a... absolutely change that leadership culture that has seeped in that says it's okay to do these things. And, and here's this will be interesting for you and your, your listeners, Joe. Talk to a guy, very senior, senior guy, a lot of respect for him, a lot of years, over 30 years in the Bureau working criminal cases, hard criminal cases uh, around, you know, big cities. Most of his career, I ended up as a very senior guy and I got a hold of him and I said, what in God's green earth is going on at the FBI? He said, it's the people they're hiring. They've changed the way they're looking at people to come into the Bureau that might have these kind of notions that they're there to police politics. That's dangerous. And number two, uh, he said they need somebody to stand up and tell the DOJ, stop it. We're not doing that. We've got other work to do. And they don't have that combination and leadership at the FBI today, I don't believe, to tell the DOJ, stop it. We're not doing that. You can ask us all. You can ask us every day, all day, not doing that. I've got some criminal cases. If you'd like to prosecute them and put them in jail, that would be great because they're hurting Americans. That's the kind of leadership change we need at the FBI. Uh, And it worries me a lot because you see the number of violations on that 702 provision that was we talked about earlier that was in the Patriot Act. Staggering. That means somebody isn't watching or isn't paying attention or is encouraging it. None of those three things are acceptable for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That needs to stop. Former U.S. Representative Mike Rogers running for U.S. Senate now to the great state of Michigan. Rogers4Senate.com. Go there and support his candidacy. Michigan is an odd state. I mean, you love it. I love it. We, we, I've got a couple of houses in Michigan, to be honest, and a couple of my kids live there. Um, you know that I spent a lot of time there. I love the state. But it is politically pretty schizophrenic. And what I mean is you just had a Republican Senate and House there by one vote. Now you've got a Democrat Senate and House there by one vote. 
Is it a blue state? Is it a purple state? Is it a red state? When I think of Michigan, I think it is a red state filled with America-loving conservatives, yet because of Detroit or maybe Hamtramck or Dearborn, um, because of these pockets of really, really big population, they're controlling what the politics do in that state. I mean, your governor, the secretary of state, the attorney general, everybody seems to be a Democrat now only by the skin of their teeth. Can you get a conservative in there? Yeah, absolutely. I believe you can do it. Remember, I won, uh, Joe, you remember this. I won uh, a Democrat-held seat for years, uh, and I didn't walk away from my conservative principles, not one day, not one minute, not one speech. Uh, And I won because working people in Michigan uh, believed that I was their best voice in Washington. I believe we can do that again. And I do believe candidates matter and messages matter. And connecting to these people, I worked in a car factory, I get it. I know what it is to to work hard uh, for your money at the end of the day. I think Michiganders just want that. Uh, That's schizophrenic. We had some, a whole host of issues I could argue and why we got, got sideways in the last election. But here's what I know. I talk to small businesses, which are the backbone of Michigan, over about 90% of our employment. They're worried. They're scared. They see the things coming out of Lansing and Washington that aren't helpful to them, including agriculture, by the way. Uh, I talk to a lot of farmers are worried because the, the new administ- the Biden administration trying to kill them from being able to grow food for our tables. I mean, people are starting to get how far left. Uh, the Democrats have leaped, not only in Michigan, but Washington. But the Bidenomics is killing them. I mean, we could just go down this list. The, in, the Inflation Creation Act uh, that they gave us that's yes. going to save us. And now it's costing us a tremendous amount of money and jobs. I believe that that understanding, Joe, is what's going to allow us to walk into uh, the United States Senate in November of next year and start getting things done on the very first day. The border, the DOJ, starting to stop spending the way that they, I would say as a drunken sailor, but I think that would be an insult to a drunken sailor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is really important that we get there and get started. We just don't have a lot of time. It's a destiny election. It's a we the people election. We get to pick. Do you want to be under the Chinese Communist Party economy or do you want to be under the independent, freewheeling, free market, uh, uh, innovative uh, economy of the United States of America that has gotten us to where we are? I think people are going to pick the second under Biden. They're, they're going toward the first. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's a, a former U.S. Representative Mike Rogers running for U.S. Senate now out of Michigan. I'm glad you brought up agriculture. Most people think Michigan, they think cars, automotives, number one. Agriculture is number two for the economy of Michigan. A lot of people, though, are moving from Michigan and other, you know, Midwestern and Northeastern states. They're coming to where I am. They're, in, they're coming to Texas. They're coming to Florida. Um, how, how do you implore them to stay? Because people in places like Michigan and Minnesota, even more so, they don't think they can make a difference now politically. They don't think that their voice can counts anymore in that part of the world and certainly washington dc and the central government wants more power and control over automotive and auto uh, over agriculture people are fleeing to lower uh, lower tax states and more free states can you can you bring back people to michigan and tell them listen don't go anywhere we're going to help out well, that's certainly what we're going to try to do. It's a beautiful state. You know that it has some of the best natural resources in the entire country. Nobody, no place better in the world than our, our Great Lakes uh, in the summertime. In the fall is Agreed. just spectacularly beautiful. We've got some, you know, winter sports. I'm not trying to be the, uh, you know, the, the advocate pure Michigan <laughs> for Michigan, but what I'm telling you is there is so much uh, that we have to, to offer in the state. But you know what? We have to work at it. And I think we're going to have to acknowledge, listen, these policies 
you know, the governor, we had a tax cut. The governor's trying to bring it back, a Democrat governor in the state yeah. of Michigan. You know, the, there's, they're trying to make it very difficult to produce cars and build things in Michigan. We have to tell them, hey, we're going to help stop all that nonsense. And it is nonsense. We're going to make it so that your kids can read when they graduate from school. They're going to have an opportunity to some of the best colleges in the world in the state of Michigan and also the skilled workers better uh, than really I would put all 50 states uh, up to grabs on that one. We have some of the most talented skilled workers. So there's a place to raise your family where you can get all the benefits of those great lakes resources. Uh, and listen, but it's just give us some time and more importantly, give us your vote. Yeah. Quit voting for those Democrats who have only made your life more miserable. Your expenses are up. Your costs are up. And by the way, all our truck drivers in the state of Michigan, and I'm talking about pickup trucks and SUVs, they're going to make it illegal by 2030 for you to buy one. Yep. This we people need to wake up. This there is your 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 America is being taken away from you. Vote Republican. Vote for Mike Rogers for the Senate, and we're going to put a stop to that. Mike, I've got maybe 30 seconds. It's a very complex deal. I'm tired of hearing about 100 to 200 billion dollars in, in equipment and money going to Ukraine without knowing what the outcome is. Should you be in the Senate? Should we? Can we at least get some accounting and find out what a victory looks like? Absolutely. If they're, if they're not up there three times a week trying to, to, they being the Biden administration folks, talking about what the end game is. What is the end game? Uh, I do believe you have to keep the Russians in check. Okay, you got me there, but you don't have me just sending checks and equipment. We right. don't know what's happening to it. We don't know it's how it's being deployed. Uh, and listen, to be candid, Ukraine had some corruption problems before all this started. That didn't likely go away, but there is a lot more money. How are we protecting our investment and how do we get out of this? This thing can't be a blank check forever. It cannot. And so I think we're going to have to have some hard conversations with them. And, and when they stand up and say, oh, you can't have those conversations, you just have to do it. I think that's wrong. Yeah. And when they're trying to Bigfoot you like that, well, that's, uh, that's a little bit of smoke behind that curtain. And we better open that thing up as fast as we can. A thousand percent. Mike Rogers is running for U.S. Senate. Rogers for Senate.com. No D in Rogers. R-O-G-E-R-S. F-O-R Senate.com. Mike, I appreciate you coming on. And as usual, we just, uh, we just chipped off the tip of the surface. Let's, let's make sure we do this again very soon. Soon. There's a lot more to get to, okay? I hope so. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate, Appreciate you. All right, man. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Mike Rogers coming on. Also, Kara Dansky. That is Polo. That is Sam. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow night. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pag Show.